The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Well, I guess that's one way of looking at it, right? Having an age restriction for politicians, yeah, it might not go down well. Not everybody will support uh, that particular suggestion. But thanks for sending through those WhatsApp voice notes on the line. I'm certainly, uh, I certainly am uh, taking a note of it uh, on the social media line. Kathy Sasa is declining thousands of our SRD grants. Many of us are turned down again. Reasons given are the UIF uh, registered extra income. I got my last UIF five months ago and I'm unemployed. That's a message there from Anonymous. Uh, Just one of the messages that we're getting complaining about the social distress of relief front. Uh, We are going to be speaking to Sasa tomorrow morning. uh, So I will try and raise these questions with them when we have them on the line uh, so certainly yeah do listen out tomorrow morning at 9 20 that's when we're scheduled to be listening uh, to be having a conversation rather with sasa uh, somebody else says men and women abuse is personal uh, people make up a society hence any abuse is societal why then make men abuse personal while women abuse is societal that's why we're not making inroads on this monster concerned citizen in emala Look, I think that this issue has just gotten so much reaction that uh, we will absolutely have to see what are the ways in which we can take the conversation forward and and have and and have a, a, a greater conversation with you as our listeners. As somebody said, give people an opportunity to take off what is on their chest and um, yeah have have different kind of experts who'll be able to direct that conversation in the right uh, in the right direction and I suppose also uh, share share insights share insights in terms of uh, what are the tools that we as individuals can develop or that we can use in resolving some of the issues that are arising and contributing to this problem. For now, our final conversation of the day, we're going to turn our attention looking at the final draft. Uh, This is in terms of the amendment to uh, Section 25 of the Constitution. And, uh, you know, the chairperson of the ad hoc committee is Dr. Matole Motsega, and he has been leading this process. Of course, the final draft now uh, means that we are a step closer to what will be a bill. Let me invite Dr. Motsega on the line. Dr. Motsega, good morning and thanks for your time. Good morning, Kathy, and to the, good morning to the listeners. It's been a long process to actually get the committee to where it is today. So for uh, all of our benefit, please speak to us. Uh, please just bring us into the loop in terms of where we are right now when it comes to the work that has been done by the committee. Kathy, uh, we have been working on the question of... Uh, expropriation of land without compensation for about uh, two years and uh, from time to time we were interrupted by uh, the outbreak of the COVID pandemic but uh, we managed to keep the process alive and uh, we were able to go to all the nine provinces consult with our people as enjoined by the constitution and uh, at the end, when we felt that uh, we are 
about to conclude the matter. Now we had run out of time because we made sure that we listened to everybody so that at the end it must not be a deal between the politicians in parliament. It must involve, the solution must involve the people because the constitution uh, says that uh, our democracy is both representative and participatory. And therefore, we can only listen to what the political parties are saying, but we have to listen to what the people are saying. So we requested an extension of three month, uh, three weeks uh, to call for further submissions from the public regarding contentious areas where political parties were not agreeing. And uh, the public made uh, very substantive and important uh, contributions within the three weeks starting from july to the 13th of uh, uh, august and now on the basis of those uh, contributions from the public then we instructed the parliamentary uh, services to uh, <coughs> develop a new draft uh, a second third draft and that is the draft that was uh, admitted that was uh, uh, yeah, that, that was uh, uh, adopted by Parliament. Now, uh, we are now very happy uh, with that uh, breakthrough. What we are going to do now uh, is that uh, on Wednesday, the committee will meet uh, to receive the final report of the entire process. And that, that report is the report that, uh, together with the bill, we will table before the National Assembly, and then the debate will take place there, and then uh, uh, there will also be a voting on the draft, and we are happy that uh, we were able to take this process uh, uh, to its conclusion as the adult committee, and now the matter will be left in the hands of the National Assembly. As the ad hoc committee, the majority of your members uh, seem to have voted in favor of the draft bill. Can you tell us what does the draft bill actually say in terms of amending uh, Section 25 of the Constitution? And and I suppose also specifically on on the issue of the expropriation of land without compensation. Uh, That was virtually our mandate that we must uh, amend Section 25 to make explicit what is implicit. And what is implicit is that uh, uh, the government may expropriate land without compensation, uh, but that is not uh, explicit in the Constitution. We have to make it explicit. And the second element was that uh, that, uh, that ex- expropriation uh, should be subject to uh, uh, nil compensation or, uh, or without uh, compensation. So that has now been uh, made clear. And also the preamble had suggested that uh, land should uh, go uh, for people who can use it productively. And the uh, inputs from the public say no, but land is not only used for farming. It's not land is not just for agriculture. There are other uses uh, of the land. Uh, so uh, we have uh, 
broadened uh, the definition uh, to capture that uh, sentiment. And, uh, and the other thing was uh, the question of the role of the courts. Other people saying that uh, the courts must be involved, but we have seen over the past 25 years that where the courts are involved, this uh, just really has not uh, produced any results. But in any case, we uh, uh, the majority opinion is that, uh, look, the courts are set up to adjudicate over disputes, not to usurp the functions of the executive. That expropriation should be a function of the executive, but where there are disputes, now we should invoke the authority of the courts to settle the disputes. And that uh, is a position that has been uh, agreed. Mm. And, and are you able to give us an exact reading of that draft bill right now? To do what? To give us an exact reading of the draft bill. Uh, no, mm. uh, I don't have a, a, a copy on me because I am actually in a, an ANC meeting. Uh, so um, I, I thought I would be done by now. I don't have the chart draft with me. Okay, no, th- th- that's fine. But so, I can, mm-hmm. I can, I can send you the draft, and then we can have a further discussion based concretely on the content of that draft. That's fine. So, so just to be clear, what you are saying that you you have done in in the committee is to say that you know the, the it is clear that land may be expropriated. And it may be expropriated without compensation. And you have broadened the description of what land means. So so what does that mean uh, for, for those who would be wanting to, of course, invoke then uh, this expropriation? You see, the situation is that uh, as, we, as we speak now, uh, in 1913, the African majority only had access to 7% of the total surface of South Africa, and which was uh, increased to 13%, which meant that 87% of the country was in the hands of a minority, uh, including the state. But now to address that uh, problem, they are two main options. The first option is the restitution uh, process, which says anybody who was uh, dispossessed of land after June 1913 is entitled to lodge a claim. And uh, that problem has had uh, serious uh, implications because uh, when you lodge the claim and you are successful, the government basically has to buy back the land. Uh, and buying back the whole of 87% of South Africa, where do you get resources to do that? And that's why we uh, there is a, a clause which provides for a redistribution of land. But before you redistribute that land, you have got to expropriate it and redistribute it. Uh, and then when you... Uh, take that land, then you don't pay for it, 
because even those who hold it have not bought it. They just arbitrarily took it away from the people. And those who have lodged claims, and then uh, if you make the restitution subject to payment, and the, the government is not going to have uh, those resources to buy the whole of South Africa. So that's why this question of uh, expropriation without compensation or with nil compensation becomes uh, critical as an option for land, uh, uh, land reform. Mm. And, and also, yeah. uh, you see, uh, the Constitution cannot uh, regulate the details of uh, what we are talking about. That's why we have made provision for national legislation so that uh, the details will be dealt with um, in a national le- legislation. Mm. Are you expecting contestation for the in in as far as this draft bill is is concerned because you know they've been s- certain organizations that made it clear from the onset that any changes to uh, section 25 would trigger some form of court action so while the process the parliamentary process is taking place once it has been adopted or in the process of adoption do you foresee this facing legal challenges Uh, i don't think anybody uh, can successfully uh, bring the courts here as i said we consulted sufficiently Mm. and on numerous occasions called for written and oral submissions so we did everything according to the constitution, the law, and parliamentary uh, rules. So uh, going to court will just be a waste of time and mere politicking. The real battle uh, field is in the National Assembly itself, where the parties will debate. But also what is going to be central there is whether all political parties respect the will of the people of South Africa. Because uh, as political parties, we have our own ideological uh, positions or policy positions. But the people have intervened uh, when we consulted them and said, this is where we should go. This is not a party political process. This is a people's process because uh, the constitution must reflect the will of the people. So if there are parties who think that the constitution should uh, uh, you know uh, represent their own ideological positions or party political positions mm. they will actually be acting against the will of the people and the people are the primary source of authority we are in conversation with Dr. Matole Motsecha, who is the chairperson of the ad hoc committee tasked with looking into uh, amending section 25 of the conversation. A couple of calls coming through for you, Dr. Motsecha. Let me go to Uppington. Aisha, good morning to you. Morning, Cassie. Long time no hear from <laughs> yes, you. Yes, yes. No, no long t- long time no hear from you, Aisha. It's the I other way around. <laughs> Let me just ask the Dr. Mutsega, I'm happy to hear you. I just have two questions for you. Actually, mm. I first want to crack a joke with you. I'll be happy with you if you get your wife to implement indigenous knowledge systems 
across other versity into the curriculum, then I love you. <laughs> but now <laughs> the, 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 the question at hand here about the court. Does this bill say that, that, that once it's been pro- proclaimed, that we can't go to the normal high court if we have a problem? Uh, hello? hello uh, you see, for people who have lodged their claims for restitution, the courts are still open uh, for them. But uh, here we are concerned with the, the role of the courts in the expropriation process. We are saying that process must be led by the executive. But where there's a dispute between the executive and uh, the landowners uh, or the land claimants, then the courts could be brought in uh, to uh, address, uh, adjudicate over the disputes. So in other words, we are not ousting the, uh, the jurisdiction of the courts. We are only saying that courts are not there to do uh, executive work. They are, they are there to uh, adjudicate over disputes. Okay, so so am I understanding you correctly? You are saying that this court that you are now setting up is going to do the job of the executive? No, 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 no. The executive will do the expropriation uh, of land without compensation. But those affected, if they are not satisfied, they will have the right to approach the court for intervention. Okay, all right. Aisha? Is that now the the normal court or your court? Uh, Aisha, I I, I think you've misunderstood. I I didn't hear him talking about a separate court being set up. So my understanding is that um, the executive, uh, the minister, will be in charge of making those decisions. But if there are disputes that arise from those decisions, then those can be taken to court. And and I'm assuming it's it's the courts that we currently have, unless I'm I'm mistaken, Dr. Mosecha. Okay. Correct, correct. We also have the... Oh, okay. You know, we also have, the thing, we also okay. have the land claims court uh, that is uh, being uh, restructured uh, to make it effective. So all remedies will be available. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Let's leave it Thank there. You. Aisha, thanks Bye-bye. for that call. <laughs> all right. In Cockstad, Cyril, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Katrin. Good morning to the Honorable Doctor Day. Mm. Uh, Dr. Masecha, you're an honored man to, to head this uh, ad hoc committee. Uh, I hear you saying you uh, consulted right through. This time, with the traditional bill, yes, government did, but with the expropriation, they didn't consult. Nevertheless, here is a question, uh, 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 doctor. Doctor, this expropriation is mainly when it was introduced to amend the constitution. Because any act under the Constitution will not stand. Now, the 1913 cut-off date marginalizes the Khoisan mm-hmm. to reclaim their land. Now, under restitution, this 1913 cut-off date is the elephant in the room. Now, the Khoisan is marginalized. I am not speaking because I just want to speak, uh, Doctor. We have lodged a land claim in his land, which is a massive land claim. And with the expropriation taking place, that land will be expropriated, and if I understand it properly, it's mainly 
uh, on uh, government land, uh, land that government owns because it'll expropriate it. Uh, it will affect no one if it's paid out null. Maybe it'll also be expropriated where some farmers own more than one or two farms on dormant land. But if that is expropriated and redistributed, where do you put restitution, the Restitution Act? That means our land thing has not been touched on uh, in his Greek land, which I, we have a problem. We're trying to get hold of the, uh, the chief commissioner to, to move this claim. Now, if expropriation is going to take place and that land gets leased out to any dictomanary, and I'm, I'm not meaning bad, what will happen then when our land claim is coming through? Because our land must be restored. We are part of the marginalized people to make up this quota of land. Yes, I think Dr. Mulder and the DA, they are quite happy how things are standing now. Because when you go to the National Assembly, it appears that this bill will not get the two-thirds. Now, even if it gets the two-thirds, the 1913 start of days will marginalize the Khoisan. And we are Greek words falling under the Khoisan. And doctor, you know what I'm talking about. Could you please tell us how on earth that all those politicians in this, on this uh, portfolio committee missed this one out? Because that is marginalizing a certain factor of South Africa. Okay. Thank you. All right, Cyril. Thanks for that. And Tatamutsaka? No, you know, uh, this government uh, is very much alive to the fact that uh, the Khrikwas, the Koranas, and other Khoisan groups uh, were in the forefront of wars of resistance, and they were deprived of their land. Uh, The reason why we have not removed the 1913 cutoff date was really because if we were to do that, we would have to uh, get a further extension. Uh, so this process would be endless. But uh, we don't think that uh, the Khoisan people uh, would uh, lose as a result of that. Because uh, uh, expropriation means that uh, the land that belongs to them uh, can be expropriated without compensation and be restituted to, uh, to them. So there is a way of addressing the interests of the uh, indi- uh, indigenous peoples being the, the, the Khoisans. So they shouldn't uh, worry about that. All right. Mr. Matsela. Yeah, and, uh, and, mm-hmm. and also the question of uh, uh, the two-thirds majority. You know, if we don't get the two-third majority, that is not the end of the road. Because at the moment, uh, we are busy with uh, the amendment of uh, the Expropriation Act of 1975. That will also give us uh, another leverage uh, to address the land question. So we are on course. So are you expecting to not have a two-thirds majority that you already have a plan B in case it doesn't go through? No, you know, uh, we have to look at all the options. But uh, we think that uh, there's no reason why we shouldn't have a two-third majority unless there are parties which don't respect the people of South Africa because the people of South Africa have spoken. The bill that we have introduced reflects the will of the people, the majority of the people. So any party that is against that bill 
will actually be against the people and uh, will wonder as to where do they derive their authority if not from the people. And to the extent that there will be a view that whatever the view of the people has been, that that has been somewhat, you know, sanitized is not the right word that I'm looking for here, but that it has been processed by the work that has been done by the ad hoc committee and may not be fully reflective. Uh, I think uh, that will be an unfair uh, criticism. As I say, you know, uh, we called for oral and written submissions, and we went to all the provinces uh, to consult. We opened the process for three weeks, and now we opened it for two weeks to make sure that we hear all the voices so that... uh, there must be no uh, political deal mm. between the parties represented in parliament. But uh, the bill must reflect what comes from the people, and the current bill reflects what came from the people. So anybody who is against the people will be against the current bill. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today, Dr. Matole Motsega there. So uh, that is going to be before Parliament. This is on Wednesday, so certainly will be part of the big conversations taking place this week. All right.